Catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Hello, welcome to Back to Base on Africa Tech Radio and it is an amazing day today. And if your day isn't looking up yet, it is not too late because Back to Base, which is a founder's podcast, is the perfect elixir for your ailment. Every episode of Back to Base on Africa Tech Radio features awesome people who started from scratch and built something incredible. And we're talking to entrepreneurs who turned their big ideas into real life successes. Uh, my name is Lillian and this is Africa Tech Radio. So, our guest today is a special one. And, of course, he is Taha Jiwaji. He's a genius behind Beam. And I really want to know how he got the genius ideas that turned Beam from a simple thought into a total game changer. We're going to be having a conversation with him to know all about him. Hello, Taha. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank you very much for joining us again. So... I read about how you started at your parents' computer shop in Tanzania. So, how did it lead you to start Beam? Yeah, thanks. Uh, the journey of Beam really started back about 10 years, over 10 years ago, when my parents' business, and they had a computer shop in a busy marketplace in Dar es Salaam. Uh, and their challenge was really how to communicate with their customers and so we, I was trying to help them figure out what mediums they can use. And we landed on SMS as a channel uh, because students were just taking on uh, mobile phones. Remember, this is the, the era of Nokia's before smartphones uh, came about. Uh, and SMS was the, the way to, to chat and talk at that time. I'm just curious, right? If you were not doing this, what do you think you'd be doing? My previous life before Beam, I was doing technology consulting in the U.S. And I think uh, I was getting bored of that at that time. So I, was probably, I would probably have ended up working at a startup, which because I needed a fast-paced environment where my inputs would have been guided. What, what is your take on people who do a job that they are clearly sad about? They are clearly sad doing that job, but they are doing it anyway. What is your take? I think there may be situations in life where someone needs to just take a, do a job that uh, they need to for just to make their ends meet. But in the long run, the values of that that company and the culture of that company need to align with your individual skills and your individual values and personality for you to be very productive and you to enjoy the work that you're doing. So I think that's those are some very important things. And in fact, that's something that we're currently working on, um, really showcasing our values to our people and making sure that everyone aligns to those values. Let's talk about challenges, right? What kind of challenge have you faced while running BIM, especially when you started and then now, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, you know, over time, we've had to face so many different kinds of challenges, right? So in the beginning, it was a lot about uh, customers and partners taking us seriously because we were a very young startup with no track record and you know, people would not take us seriously either in terms of the solution we were providing or in terms of partnering with us. Over time, the challenges have 
maybe grown and, and, and changed. I think we've had a lot of challenges with uh, people and kind of uh, making sure we have the right kinds of people with the right skill sets to ensure we get the right people on board to meet our kind of strategic objectives and goals. So I think there are a lot of challenges around people and you know changing culture and mindset of customers. All right. So you you mentioned some challenges that you faced. That is the fact that internet was not a thing. But now, now internet is a thing. There are more apps, more social media platforms springing up by the second. So how have you? How how was it easy? Was it easy or difficult for you to make that transition? I think the the transition for businesses has been slower. Right, consumers have been faster to adopt technology. Right. Mm. For for businesses has been a bit slower, and that has given us some time to build up new new solutions to new challenges that businesses are facing. Um, and that's why we've launched a new platform now that allows businesses to communicate and serve customers on WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google Business Messages, and all of these chat channels. So we've been able to progress with the technology and keep up with. The more recent challenges that businesses are facing, that their customers have now moved to these chat and social channels. So, for the fact that you have started, you are successfully running a company, right? I'm sure you have um, one or two ideas why you think a lot of people who are starting up um, companies, some of these mistakes, the major mistakes that they make. And, and I, I mean, I'm, let's just say from our experience, right? I think I. I uh, was studying and kind of well studying and then working in the U.S. and I moved back with this idea. I you know I built the prototype and built, uh, moved back to Tanzania to start this this business. And in some ways, it was a bit uh, maybe a bit naive to kind of expect you know a U.S. kind of concept to work immediately in an African country. So I think that's a lesson that you know a lot of people, particularly in the diaspora, that are maybe are looking to come back, or you know folks who've studied outside and feel like there's a, you know a better way to do things somewhere else, and that can be replicated on the continent. It's not always black and white, right? That it's, and it's not always something that you copy paste. There's many nuances. There's many cultural differences, uh, in, in the way businesses behave, in the way consumers and it's not just for Africa in general right? it's very different for a country the perception or acceptance of that product may be so that's something that uh, that we've learned over time that you know you shouldn't take anything for granted when you said that you know people in diaspora when they come to a certain country they also when they come, go back home think about bringing the ideologies from those countries back home Forgetting the dynamic nature of the market. So, can you give me like a specific example of um, something you have faced? So, like like I mentioned that when when I when we first started the business, um, we had an SMS messaging service for for businesses, but we also had an SMS marketing service. Right? And this marketing service was copied from you know a conf- like Groupon in the West, right, or in the US, uh, a service called Groupon. Uh, where you would sign up to this platform to receive offers, and based on your interests, 
and you would tell them your name, your age, your gender, etc., your interests, and then they would send you specific offers uh, that match your profile. Uh, we didn't copy the group part, but you know this matchmaking part we copied. And this concept was very kind of a U.S. concept, and it didn't translate at all directly. Right? Uh, so that's something that uh, you know we learned from in the process. And also the the education piece that I spoke about was a big component of something that had to change. Right? Uh, whereas you expect uh, some of these services to be self-explanatory and uh, people will understand and adopt these technologies, but there is a real hesitation to try new things at times, uh, especially especially for businesses. And so um, that was that was also different. Hmm. You know, of course, a lot of other people in different countries would not know this because I've seen videos where you ask them about some specific countries in Africa and they'll tell you, oh, Africa, isn't, it that, isn't Africa a country? You know, but seeing as Africa is made up of you know, many countries and each of those countries have their own specific and dynamic way of life, right? How does BIM adapt to the unique needs of each you know, country in Africa? Yeah, that's a very good question. And we work across a lot of countries, you know, up to 25 countries at the moment on the continent, right? And so we have to be very mindful of these differences at any point in time. I think the, the best way that, I mean, some of the ways that we've found that have worked are definitely going on the ground, right? So we spend a lot of time on the ground in these markets to really understand nuances and why certain things will work or would not work based on the geography, based on the culture, based on the language, and so many different factors, which you you can't understand sitting uh, on a computer screen, uh, you know, a thousand miles away. It's just not practical or possible, right, to, to absorb all of that. Uh, secondly, we, we work with uh, folks on the ground, local uh, staff and consultants, to help us really like understand the nuances of these markets and speak the language and tell us that this is right, this is wrong, this will work, this won't. So these are very, you know, you would think common sense things, but a lot of times uh, startups think that, you know, we can work remotely and kind of make things work, right, from afar. So it's a lot of these fundamental things that need to do and continue doing. And even then, things go wrong, mm. right? uh, and things move at their their own pace. But at least you've you have context. You have context. People tend to forget about the grassroots when they are campaigning for you know political roles, whether they are selling to people. We forget about the people at the grassroots, and that is always a huge mistake. And obviously, that is not exactly. a mistake that Beam uh, makes. Yeah, yeah. I I also read that you used to be Bongo. Why the yes. change? Did you just yeah, change the name? That's a very good question. Mm. So when we first started the business, we were called Bongo Live. Like I mentioned, we were an SMS marketing service initially. And it was... Bongo Live had a very entertainment and marketing connotation uh, or a vibe to it. And so we stuck with that name. But as we've evolved as a business, we've... Uh, moved away from the marketing side a lot and focused on B2B, very enterprise kind of services, right? 
and that name Bongo Live didn't really resonate with our customers. And it's also a very Tanzanian East African kind of name. As we were working in other markets outside East Africa, it you know, folks didn't understand this. So there were quite a few reasons and we said, you know, now is the time to change and it took us a really long time to find a new name. But we we kind of made the effort and and it's really worked out. We've got a lot of positive feedback from customers, partners that they really like the new name, the new branding and it's even kind of and re-energized our employees. So what what does beam mean? Does it have any meaning? So beam, you know, it's derived from beam like the light beam. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were playing with a lot of themes and you know, some of the things that people know us for or know beam for are you know, speed, uh, knowledge, you know, connectivity and communication and coverage, you know, being available in many places. And light, you know, Penetrates. kind of as a concept fit that theme of, of meeting all of these things. So we were playing around with that theme and then that's why Beam came up and then put a twist on all right, that's that's good. So it's time for us to go back to base a, a little bit further. I'm talking about your background. You told me that you studied in the U.S. What did you study? Uh, I studied computer engineering and business. So I have two degrees. Oh, wow. So when you were younger, before you even started helping your father out, how first of all, how young were you when you started, you know, helping out your parents in the in the computer shop? How young uh, were you? I was... 22 basically 21 20 so before that time did you ever imagine yourself starting founded company you know did you think about this thing when you were younger or was it something yeah, that you thought about I after think, i mean i always had the kind of idea that i wanted to start a business or do my own thing right whether it would be a business or not i wanted to do, be independent and do my own thing i think that was just my personality but also, you know, we, I've grown up around the family business. Mm. So even as a kid, you know, we always spend a lot of time at uh, our parents, my parents' shop and kind of understanding how business works. So it was always there that I could uh, do something like that. And also, I think in college, we experimented with a startup as well. So we, we actually, few of us got together and uh, started uh, startup called Campus SMS. Uh, you'll see the theme of SMS continuing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, it was a, a service that let students get updates or reminders about events. Uh, so as a student, we didn't want to meet, miss the free lunches and pizza. And because without, you know, we, keep, we kept forgetting about events <laughs> that were happening. Uh, because remember, at that time, the only way to get a reminder was to get an email. For that email, there was no smartphone, so you had to go sit on a PC, check your email, and see if there was a, an email that you forgot about. Uh, so we said, why not try this SMS service to remind people or remind students like us? Uh, so we got some traction, but uh, by the time we graduated, it, it kind of fizzled out. Hmm. That's an amazing thing. So now let's go into what your what where you see Beam in the f- next say five ten years, because you see the technological space is changing. Like I mentioned, by the moment, by the second. So 
looking ahead, where do you see Beam heading in the next next few years? Yeah, that's a very good question. And in fact, we're we're doing a program right now uh, called the Stanford Seed Program that is helping us uh, actually map out our growth strategy and you know, where which direction uh, we should be taking. So I think for us, we've we've grown organically and we've, we've grown quite well. What we want to really do now uh, over the next decade is really really expand our footprint in terms of where we our customers are. Uh, we already work with a lot of mobile operators across the country, but we want to work with more businesses across the continent. And so we've just launched an office in Kenya uh, with a sales team, uh, which we didn't have before to, to kind of address that and test out that model. And if that works, we will continue to expand in that fashion to more countries uh, to be closer to customers and, and serve them in a deeper fashion. And so, you know, we, we were looking at markets in West Africa, potentially and Southern Africa, uh, and potentially also serving global customers uh, beyond African markets. So, you know, can we look at the Middle East? Can we look at North America? All right, your your journey from a computer shop to a mobile services uh, pioneer is really interesting. So, what advice would you give to other young entrepreneurs who aspire to create solutions, innovative solutions such as yours? Whenever I talk to young entrepreneurs or students and such, I always say that there's no shortcuts, right? So, things take time. Whatever you're trying to do, whatever project or startup things take time, right? And so you have to be patient and devote the time and the energy to, and the dedication to really see things through. And eventually something will happen from that, right? Uh, even if you fail, you know, failure is good. You will learn from that failure and something new will come out of that. But often, a lot of times, uh, I see folks that want to get results fast, right? They want to see something happen in six months, 12 months. Uh, they want to jump jobs or jump experiences. And, you know, it doesn't, sure, in the short term, you will, you might, it might pay off, but in the long run, it doesn't. Uh, so I, I always encourage folks to stick with things and, and see things through before calling it quits right? and, and learn from failure. Failure is good and continue learning. We're still failing till today. Mm-hmm. There's things that we haven't gotten right and we keep doing wrong, but we keep learning and experimenting and trying new ways to solve it. How do you stay motivated? How do you keep yourself motivated? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I get demotivated a lot as well. So it's a good question. How do you stay motivated? Um, I think it, it comes in phases, right? So there are times when you're not as motivated at all and then there's times when you're very motivated i think i've learned to uh, pace myself i think i've learned to pace myself in the sense that you have to set routines and balance your your lifestyle you know and it's the fundamentals right like getting sleep and uh getting exercise eating well and balancing these things out and not overdoing it because that just leads to burnout and getting demotivated so I think I found that uh, balancing myself in terms of how much I'm working on something helps a lot with, with staying motivated in the long run. Uh, 
right. and I also like to talk to a lot of young people and, and, and go to events and, and talk to a lot of people to get re-energized because once you l- listen to new ideas, way, different ways that people are tackling different problems, it kind of motivates you again to kind of start looking at your own problems in a different way and get re-energized and re-energized. All right. Is there any other thing you want to add before we go? No, I think for listeners, uh, we didn't get a chance to kind of just talk about what we do currently. So Beam as a business enables businesses to interact and transact with their customers uh, on the mobile phone using SMS, uh, USSD, airtime and chat. And we really help. Our mission is really to enable businesses to leverage technology um, through innovative products uh, that help them create lasting relationships with their customers. Whether it's for sales, customer service, creating customer experiences, or security or authenticating customers. There are different use cases where we enable businesses to interact with their customers. Uh, so definitely try out our platform. It's at beam.africa. We work across about 25 African markets can help uh, businesses across all of those markets. All right. It's been really nice having a chat with you. Thank you very much for joining us today. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Lillian. Very nice talking to you. And thank you for having me on your show. Likewise. All right. Um, you're listening to Africa Tech Radio. My name is Lillian, and we just had a conversation with Taha Jawaji, and he is the founder CEO of Beam Africa. Check them out on their website. It is very easy to spot. My name is Lillian. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.